Yes. Yeah, I'm looking for an artist. Oh, okay. I'm looking for an artist. All right. Yeah. What's up, bro? What's going on? Uh, how's your day going? Today is beautiful. It's a beautiful day. It is a gorgeous day, and I can only see, like, the back. Like, if it, the day was a person, I can only right? see it from the back. But it's a great back, because yeah, you guys got these <laughs> You guys got these curves going right now. They're crystals, and I love it. I know. It's, uh, it's kind of a nice vibe. Did you order pizza? hella early <laughs> anyway what do you uh what do you what usually takes up your time on sundays on sundays so if i'm not working um if i'm not working at the yoga studio i'm typically at home and i'm you know curating music i love to create music on sundays i grew up um like in a christian based like household like we're going to church like all the time and so that day was obviously dedicated to, you know, going to church. And, you know, one of my favorite parts of, you know, in church are praise and worship. That was like a really cool thing for me. And so I like to keep that tradition going, even though like the tradition of, um, you know, go to church is not something I do. But I feel like I should keep that torch, you know what I'm saying, going. And so today... Today I made a playlist. Um, it's called "Life and Death Makes You Biracial." Life and death makes you biracial. What's the opening track on this playlist? What is the opening track? <laughs> That's the question. If I had my phone, my phone's over there. If I have my phone, um, I want to say it's a song called, it's a band called Hooks. They're an indie rock band. Um, is this playlist public? This playlist is public. This, play, this playlist this went public playlist this up. morning. Look this playlist up right now, everybody <laughs> who's listening. Apple Music, JXJX. Do you have a Spotify account? I don't, and I gotta get Spotify. I gotta get Spotify because you do. I get a lot of people like, "Yo, homie, like, hey, we not rocking with Apple Music. That's not our family with the Spotify fam." And you gotta do work in both places. I think the Spotify fam, like the Spotify presentation of music, is just clearer. It's hard for me to find stuff really? on Apple. Yeah. So you feel like the interface? Yep, that's what keeps me there. The interface. It's not even the library. Because I trust that the library is going to be there. It's going to be generally the same no matter what platform. But the interface of the platforms is what's most important. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I've always felt like Apple Music to me gave me a simpler um, 
Ooh. Interface. In what ways? And I think it's just because of the history of Apple Music. It's just being basically iTunes. So I think I'm used to yeah. just looking at that. Did, did you grow up on an iPhone? I didn't grow up on an iPhone. But during the digital age when you could start putting music on devices and they didn't necessarily have to be phones, that was like a huge breakthrough for me. So that was when I was probably in like eighth grade with the uh, i iPhone touches and mm -hmm. shit like that. So even the iPods, even the iPods, exactly. Um, I remember I had a little, I had a, I had an iPad, iPod Mini, but it was the one with the like tiny screen. Yeah, it wasn't the big, it wasn't the big one, but it was the one in the middle. I forget which one it was but called. But it was clean. It was clean, mad yeah, clean, mad clean. clean. Um, I had every Coldplay song ever made. Mm. On that, on fix that. you, sign. Oh my God, yellow. What's that one? Clocks, clocks. Um, God, I, it's. I think it's called God. Is it called God gives me grace? But I think that's the the first words of the first part of the song, and yeah. Wait. Cold so black. speaking of uh, your upbringing in the church and on Sundays and right, and God giving you grace. Through Coldplay. Oh my God. Do you like uh, gospel music? We were listening to some before we started recording. We were. I love gospel music. Um, one of my favorite artists ever is Fred Hammond. Fred Hammond. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Fred no. Hammond. So Fred Hammond's actually made some some maximum tracks with uh, Kurt Franklin. And he was part of a band called Commission. And Commission was a couple like big time, big time uh, gospel singers. So they had, I want to say it was Fred Hammond. Um, it was a guy. Um, the Commission, wow. It was a bunch of the guys. That's like authority in that name. Look, right. Yeah, look it up. I, Fred Hammond, yeah. I grew up on, what's his name? Israel, Israel Houston. Often, I don't know that one dude who wrote like he wrote all of his music for like tenor rock operas, mm. operatic singers. It was crazy, but yeah, what's Fred Hammond about? <clears throat> Actually, you know what I should do is I should ask you, what's your name? <laughs> we started the podcast and we didn't even. I know it's gonna. I didn't even say the names. Dude. My name is this JJ Pinkney. JJ JJ Pinkney stands for Janar Jeremiah. It's my full wow. name, uh, and basically that's been that's what I've been rocking with for a while. Um, and funny as you brought that up and brought up name, it always like occurs back to me. There was this one time I played I used to play college football, and there was this one time um, one of our coaches he was like the player development, and he asked me like, uh, so like, what do you like, what do you like to be called? And like, obviously, you know what I like to be called, <laughs> right? And so I'm just kind of sitting there, it's like, what is he, what is he trying to get into in this situation? And he's like, you know, like, you could like use your first name, you know what I'm saying? It's professional, it's it's this, it's that, it's boom, and you know, I'm like, yeah, like maybe, uh, 
my whole thing with that situation is like, it's my name. I obviously could use that if I wanted to. It's just something that makes me feel comfortable. There's mm. an identity with this name. Mm. There might be a power that I feel with this name. Right. Just because, you know, the situation may look, you know, a certain way to you, you don't have to ex really, you know, express that to me. Especially something like that, like my own name. Right. It was, it was, uh. This was after you had already <laughs> introduced yourself. Oh, yeah. Like this with is, the name that you wanted to be called. Yes, this is, um, you know. That's why, dude, when people say, <laughs> do you like Michael or Mike? I'm like, well, I, I said, hey, I'm Michael. It's nice to meet you. Like, if, if people called me Mike, I would have said, yo, I'm Mike. Right. But I'm not, but you know, I'm like, I don't, A, I don't feel like a Mike. My mom, like, growing up, she said, my my uh, brother's name is Matthew. Right. So to me, she said, your name is Michael. A Mike is what you speak into, what we're speaking into now. Right. And then to Matthew, she said, your name's Matthew. A mat is something you wipe your feet on. <laughs> and if I showed you a picture of Lori, it would all make sense. But... So where are you from? <laughs> no, I love that story. Um, I'm from, I'm from originally. I'm from North Carolina. Um, I grew up um, near Army Base mm. in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So it's basically in Fayetteville. Near an Army Base, not on the Army Base. It's like a. It's a certain name. I forget what it's called, but like, say there is an Army Base. There's like army based homes, mm. like very close to it. And so that's where we, I grew up or was born at least. Um, and I lived there for about three or four years, but I've lived basically my whole life in Ohio. I'm from like, yep. grew up uh, in Toledo. And so I, always, I, was, I was telling somebody that actually came to New York from Toledo and I was just telling them like I couldn't if you could just imagine you know just like true like picket fences and like dogs and golden retrievers and like you know like that's really like where I kind of grew up catalog homes very um and so I and me being out here and expressing myself the way I am and you know even going to college and how different I end up becoming and so it's funny, it's like, I, I told him, like, I just couldn't, I can't believe I'm from there. Like, even when I have to tell people, it even sounds funny, me even, like, me as a person knowing, like, when I tell somebody that I'm from Ohio, they, I'm like, yeah, that is funny. Like, the way I display myself, the way I'm, you know, my energy, the, you know, it's not, doesn't really echo, you know, this small suburban town, or something like that. And so, right. it's always interesting, you know. Yeah, it is interesting, but I also think it's interesting that you are from Ohio in right. many, many senses of that phrase. Like, so in some way, you're a product of that environment. Absolutely. And that's cool. Because <laughs> if that's, if this is something that Ohio made, then my, gen any generalizations that right. I would have of Ohio are swept out of the way. Exactly. It's like, oh, well, you can be. People are shaped by experience, and exactly. you can have a vast array of experience <laughs> regardless of where you are. Right, it's crazy. So, what you grew up playing football, or when did you find football? Yeah, so I grew up playing football pretty much my whole life. Um, my, I have two older brothers and a sister. Um, 
And so they basically like led the way as far as like athletics for me. Mm. And so they, are they all older? They are older than me. And they all are athletes? Yep. Um, what sports? They all played football, basketball, ran track, um, which I did as well. Track? Yep. Okay, so football, what position? Track, what events? Football, I played wide receiver, quarterback, um, defensive back. I played all the positions. Um, excuse me. Uh, Dab. That was off. I just, that was, you guys didn't see that, but like I was, I have terrible allergies and I was about to sneeze and like I really caught that. That was like a, a mad Jedi move. Do you take anything for those allergies? Uh, Benadryl, but I got to do more research on Benadryl because like it does some weird shit to like my mood. Like it, I don't, it's weird. Do you take the non-drowsy? It's like impossible to have non-drowsy um, medicine because like it's all uh, antihistamines. Right. And that shit just makes you sleepy. That's like the main thing that can like help you. So is you're going to, you're going to sleep. Or you're feeling a type of way. You're feeling a type of way. Right. Yeah. That's why if I can, I try to avoid popping the pills. Yeah. Like if I have a pain or discomfort, I'm like, hmm, in what other way can I alleviate this? Right. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of pain and alleviating it, did you get hit a lot in football? I did. A lot of the reasons why I like was so easily swayed and dipping out on the whole thing altogether. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't the like I'm not getting enough play time or I don't see a future in this. I saw a future in it, but it just wasn't worth like my health. The CT. Yeah. Cuz it's like real. It's like real real. Yeah. And like it's not even, like that's crazy, but even things that are more common just like I one of my my uh, track coaches in high school, like I remember him telling me like he was an amazing player. Mm -hmm. Um and Basically, he was telling me, like, yeah, man, I was uh, 35, 34, and I couldn't even, you know, throw the football, you know, a certain distance to my to my son because of my shoulder. And I was just like, damn, like, I don't want to be, you know, that age and not be able to do something so simple, like right. throw a ball, you know, maybe 20 yards or something right. like that. And I'm sure it's way more, you know, difficulties you have with, you know, having a bad shoulder. So, um yeah, man, I keep my health. I feel good. <laughs> yep. But everybody else, you know, do your thing for sure. I root for every anybody that wants to, you know, go to the path. My my dog actually just got drafted to the um, he got picked up by the uh, Dallas Cowboys. So, oh wow, yeah. You used to play with him or against him? We grew up together, like best friend. That's awesome. Yep. And so wow. doing his thing. Yeah. You follow him? You watch his games and stuff? Oh yeah, he played for Northwestern. Mm. So um. I mean, since he's really stepped on that campus, he's really just been doing his thing. And um, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to see. I love to I love to hear that and see people excel in something that's that demanding. Because mm -hmm. something like football, especially even at a high school level, but especially at a collegiate level that's that big. Right. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's not just like a sport that you play. Like you are right. football. Exactly. Like every choice that you make in your day is surrounding either that practice, that upcoming game, exactly. or your season, where do you want to go to school? You know, if you're in high school, where do you want to go to school? Or if right. you're in college, what teams could look at me? Could I get to look at me? It's right. crazy, dude. 
the industry of football. Is the industry of football separate from the like actual playing of the game, or can you trust that if you just outshine everybody that you'll go places? There's definitely two different worlds. Um, hmm. There's definitely two worlds at play when it comes to like kind of the politics of football and then like actually on the field, like in action, you know, game planning, different stuff like that. Like that both of those worlds exist and they, it's funny because like in those worlds, a lot of people end up like kind of missing out and get a short end of the stick. But I can't say that it doesn't work for certain people. Mm-hmm. If it, I gotta, if I have a friend that that it works out for, then like I'm rooting for the system. I'm rooting for the politics of, of uh, of football. And so it's just weird. It's whatever angle that you kind of catch. Right. And so, um, those two worlds are, um, can be can be shaky. It can be just shaky and different. And um. And you can just get yeah. like an injury, <laughs> and it throws off everything. Everything, and it could go all. It could go. That injury could affect the very, very top. You know what I'm saying? It could affect politics in a way. Like it's yeah, it's very. It's it's just a lot. And for someone like you who ducked out and you're look and you're exp- now expressing yourself in other ways, right? It could affect your decision to even do that. Absolutely, and those two, and those are the things. Like basically, I had to do. Like there was no way that. I could go on the journey that I've gone on since I've stopped playing ball that I could have did while playing ball. Hmm. Like this person, this like me last year, this is basically the time where I stopped. Like there's no way that like I could have completed the journey and also did football as well up to this point a year later. Like there's that's it is no way. Hmm. (laughs) Absolutely no way. So you obviously seem like happy that you and you made the right decision. Oh yeah, absolutely. So ha, ha, in what ways are you? Because it wasn't even yourself? like a decision really anymore. You it know, it was just like clear, clear. Like, dude, you have to go do this now because like this is no longer what's gonna you know make you feel happy. Like, just give you joy. Give you joy. Like, you can't do this anymore. This has been a recurring like <laughs> subject of conversation on the podcast. Really, is people. I feel like there are two types of people in this world, especially when it comes to creatives, right. people that express themselves in creative ways. You either live this life that is on a trajectory fueled by expectation, either of what other people expect you to do or what you expect of yourself to do. Right. And so you're just doing this and you're tra- it's it could be whatever industry or whatever thing that you're doing, you're trapped thinking that that's what you're supposed to do. When you there's in the back of your mind, there's that thing like, if I wasn't doing this, then I would be do, like doing this. Right. Cause like that, that's what I'd rather do, honestly. But uh, people either see the risk and they back away from it and just stay where they are, or some people take the risk and like stop doing what they're not happy doing. Right. And try to express themselves in other ways. And I think that that's like, there's a lot of unknown there, but if you're a creative person, like you can be really fueled by that. 
living in that unknown. Right. Because, like, when you're in the process, like in football even, like, to make a metaphor, when the ball's loose and it's a scramble, like, you're making choices and you got to act fast and just, like, gather what you can around you and just do it. Or if it's, like, the last seconds of a game and you need those points. Right. you got to figure your shit out. Like, (laughs) i got to catch this ball. Facts. Boom. Now that I caught it, I got to do all this. It just makes it real and, like, immediate. So I kind of um, like finding ways to make myself feel like I don't really know what's going on, if you know what I mean. Uh, so what are you doing, dude? In what ways do you express yourself? No, no more football, no more touchdown, no more touchdown <laughs> celebrations. Uh, man, uh, rather I'm, you know, doing something with painting, rather I'm doing something with clothes, um, rather I'm doing something like photography or visual or graphic art, um, I'm always just trying to, like you said, look for those kind of like those black holes. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, they're um they're just breeding all of the like the dope shit. <laughs> yeah, and they're out there. They're like pockets that are out there, right. and if you find them, you can get just sucked into it, and it's all consuming. Absolutely. To the point where you're like, am I a painter? I don't know, but I, I'm painting right now. Right. And that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm thinking about. Literally yesterday, we're, my friend Nico's like mixing mu- music. And I was on the piano, I think I was on the piano, but he had to use it. And I didn't want to just, I could have just watched him. Like I could watch him just like mix. I'm like, no, like, what can I do right now to like get better? Like, what can I get better right now? Like, what something like I can challenge myself in? And it was my brother's guitar. I literally just grabbed his guitar, and I went to the bat like the bathroom, and I pulled up a YouTube like literally how to play guitar, and sat in there for like thirty minutes. And like thirty minutes later, like I could play like kind of a kind of a chord. And just kind of messing around with it and just in general, I was able to catch like random melodies like for maybe six seconds. Like if I just keep putting my hands right there, I don't really know why this is occurring when my hands are right here. But like if I just do it, boom, okay. And just like playing with that. And before I know it, I'm just like I have a small feel for playing the guitar, like a very small feel. And I'm like, dude, like you got to do that in like literally everything like and it's funny you can have that pep talk with yourself and then you still find yourself like lim- like just self-limiting all the time but you got to really just tap into just anything like it's almost like the second you feel a challenge or you feel intimidation like it's like that should be low key the most exciting moment because that means that's like something that is going to breed like a real new challenge for you and that like you're going to be able to overcome and, and show yourself like but it's hard to think that way yeah because <laughs> naturally you think in challenges run fuck like yeah. yeah or even if even if you like the challenge i think that there's a tendency to avoid getting sucked in because of the pressures of everyday life true like especially living in this city 
how am I going to pay for my next week's Metro card to get to work or this audition or this callback if I didn't go to work because instead I spent all day learning how to like (laughs) restring my yo-yo. You know, because I got super into yo-yos that month. It's like, what the, like, how do you, so it's like, I feel you and I do the same thing, but how do you balance, like, how do you balance exploring all the options so that you can, like, basically gather your ultimate toolkit as an expressive person, as an artist? And how do you balance that with, like, living here? Because I feel like, once I convinced myself that like these things have to happen, like you have like as a as like a younger person, you always think in these gradual steps. Like say you're like sixteen, you think, Okay, I'm gonna be doing this then, then boom, and then I'll get to college and then then and like, okay, they don't have to do that yet, you know. I'm at the point where it's like there's no more gradual steps. Like if you aren't doing like literally what you're supposed to be doing, you aren't doing it and you will never do it. So it's like this is my job. Just like anything else in life, anything else I have to do, this is something that must be done. This has to be explored. Energy must go into this. And so, yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. So right now, what's taking up the majority of your time and interest? Music is taking a lot of my attention. Photography's right now is taking a lot of my attention. Um, and large-scale installation art is taking my attention. Yes. Wow. So what large-scale installation? I'm curious. So... The shit you'd see at the moment where it's like, uh, this is up in the air and that's floating and that's on the ground. And it's just like, it's a whole thing. It's kind of maybe blocked off in a way or whatever. Um, But I never even knew like that that was a medium that like I would be so intrigued. But like, I'm going to do that. I... I swear, I swear, I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. I'm going to do large-scale installation art for the rest of my life. Where do you want to start? I'm going to... You know you have a project uh, that you want to start with. So, I was explaining it to my friend the other day. It's it's, because it's a little bit... This one's a little bit smaller, but... Basically, it's like three, three skateboards. And so there will be different forms of visual art on the skateboards, right? Mm -hmm. But the skateboards are tilting up, they're like leaning up. And then there's one on the back side as well, and they're all arching up. They're all off the, like, leaning up off the ground. And at the base of each of the skateboards are these, like, very, like, metallic, chrome, like, um, like flying saucers. And they look, they're just like sleek. And they are the base of the boards. On the boards themselves, right, are these shoes I designed. I designed like, I have like 20, obviously like 20 shoe designs. And so on these, on the boards, 
right? I'll have a leg, but just the leg. Just like cuts off at the knee, right? At the appropriate angles? At the appropriate angle as oh, a boy. Pro- as like you okay. would be riding the board, yeah. right? Yep. And the shoes and the shoes are I, I don't know what I want to be more lit. Like <laughs> just the shoes themselves, because I want the shoes to be so fire. I mean like, you know, so but the shoes are melting into the board. Oh yes. At the bottom. So they're like melting into it. Do you skate? I used to skate when I was younger. Because when you land a trick... Now I'm a poser. Now you're a, a now skate I'm a poser. poser? Now I'm a skate poser. Really? You should I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Longboard. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn. Like, I actually was talking to a person. Like, I'm going to really, like, learn, like, get, the, get, the, get things going back this with, summer. With skating. skating. Swear. Need to. Do Absolutely. you have a deck? Nothing. All right, well, if you promise to actually do it, I can give you my deck because I have to switch it out with the one I just bought, and it's a good starter deck. It's like a Z-Flex, yeah. and you can like fuck it up, and it doesn't matter because that's what it's built for. I'll take it for uh, a... T- you have to get your <laughs> own trucks and sometime wheels. Sometimes I'll take it for a test drive. And but dude, you have to you, help me, though. But dude, longboarding, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you. I know like very limited flat ground tricks, Yeah. but what I can actually help you with well to what level did you skate when you did so when i was young this is when like me and my whole family we had to share like two boards we had to literally share two boards and everyone skated and everyone did that's hilarious (laughs) and my brother was always the one to like kind of it was weird it'd be like my brother would be the one to like yo this is what we doing now so okay we doing that then boom my middle brother would do it, and he'd always be crispy. My older brother, Denard, he lives, he lives in Brooklyn. He actually so he would set the trick of the week or whatever? He would just be nice. He would just always be the silent, just like, damn, like, Denard's, like, mad nice at that. Like, another <laughs> thing, he's mad nice at And then I would, like, try to do it, but I'm just, like, kind of young, and I'm, like, ADD, and I'm weird, so I'm not... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm one of those snotty-nosed, crazy little kids, so I'm just... Did they, like, give you the board last, too? Right. Yeah. Type. Like, oh, you'll figure it out. Yeah. They're around the corner, like, on the next game. Next thing. I did that shit to my siblings, too. Yeah? Looking back, I didn't realize it at the time. (laughs) It's not great. But, um, yes. Yep. So That would be be the first... So what tricks do you remember... Oh, oh, that would be the first installation. Yeah, That's that amazing. But oh, the reason I brought skating up was, like, when you land a trick or right. when it, you feel good on the board, it does feel like your shoes are like melting into the board. Really? Yeah. When you have that board control, when you have really good feel of the board, right? You have the right shoes on, the right socks, and the right board. I know that sounds kind of vague, but I mean, like, if you have the it's right, like board, the, it's like it's like touch and like in basketball. Exactly. Like touch. Exactly. Yeah. It feels like that intense and that intimate with your board. Right. Especially at higher speeds. Like I like to longboard and coming from Chattanooga, Tennessee, there was a lot less traffic on the street. So I could like find hilly areas and just bomb them with some friends that introduced me to longboarding and they taught me like how to do it properly. But when you're going that fast, if you try to control the board with like your feet, you will get the speed wobbles and then just really? hit the cement. But if you 
relax into it and you just it's almost like putting your weight into the board and if thinking about turning by shifting your weight in that direction and you start to ride the like waves of the cement and you're you're settled and balanced on the board (laughs) and you feel like one with the board yeah so the thought to me of getting speed wobbles is hilarious so like i'll like youtube the fail videos of like skating (laughs) speed wobbles dude because it's usually people who don't know how to skate i'm like get the fuck off that board why are you going so fast oh man Dang. So did you were you like ollieing down sets of stairs? Never. Never. Yeah. Okay. I could help you then. I could help you a little bit. I need all that. Yeah, we could do some of that. There's a ska- a pretty nice skate park in Astoria. Really? There's skate parks everywhere though. So yeah, we could do it. Um down. Down. I want to get the the um electronic boards cuz they go Those to, are fire. I like see people miles an hour. Yeah, people be zooming on them on them Johns. Yeah. Those are fire, and then the ones with the, with the like, uh, it's like a, I don't want to say a ball, it's not a ball in the middle, but it's like a, it's like a wheel, not yeah. a, but it's sideways. You ride it sideways, but it's like a wheel. It's a wheel, and then there are like two pegs that you just balance your feet on on either side. Yeah, it's like the hoverboards you used to see, but with the wheel in the middle. In the middle, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those what are what awesome. are those? Are they called seg? Not no, they're not called segways. I literally, like, I have no idea. I don't even know anyone that's ever even Dude, rode one. Dude, some people make them with, like, plywood. They make them, like, Stop. you see these, like, homemade ones, and they look super <laughs> sketchy, but it looks They fun. go. Yeah, they go. <laughs> you know, some people, like, uh, build their own electronic longboards to go past the, the like, threshold that they would put on the engine. They take the governors the off. Yeah, that's exactly the phrase, yeah. yeah. Really? Well, they build it their own, so they don't put any... Oh, governors <laughs> on governors right yeah. Governors, yeah uh all right dude so growing up with gospel music or just music was it gospel music yeah i had to grow up with gospel music and yeah. it was weird when like because we wouldn't even notice but like or maybe i wouldn't notice like non-gospel music would play i would Definitely be aware of it, but I never noticed how much it was actually affecting me. Hmm. I think because I was listening to so little of it, when I would hear non like gospel music, when I hear secular music, it was like it would really resonate. It would not leave. Like it, it would never leave me. And so, I think those those very early years of hearing certain sounds like that truly integrated to how I express myself musically, whether I'm looking for a certain sound or I'm making music. So, well, also like it, I think it can affect the way that you express yourself, um, like with physical art as well. Yeah. Cause I remember when you first came in here, you like looked in the space and I saw you like take it in and you're like, Oh, Okay, I gotta pr- soak in the vibes, and I know that was you were kind of like joking, but you're also kind of not like yeah. I can see you interacting with the space in a different way. So, I guess what I'm getting at is this like weird upbringing that you had right. in Ohio of like, because I can I think everyone had a weird upbringing, because <laughs> like everyone's weird if you like look at it right. compared to your own story. And then I, you can even look at your own story and find things that are weird. 
but do you think that um do you think that the fact that you grew up with such a range of like interests and like impulses mm-hmm. has led you to to like kind of this life of like I gotta just doing the same thing like what what fueled you just to keep doing that I guess not everyone would quit football if they were right there and could make almost it seems like you could just make the choice to like I could go in this direction I could go in that direction right like what why are you doing why do you express yourself because I feel really I feel strong like my 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 feelings my impulses are strong they're very strong especially when they're trying to talk to me and so when i need to make those transitions like i know that they are they aren't really to be kind of contemplated like these are things that are like oh okay Oh, I guess it's time. You know, like it's, it's, it's so innate, um, and I think that that feel is everywhere in my life. When I'm express, you say when I'm expressing myself, that feel comes out, mm-hmm. and even when I make decisions, that feel comes out. It 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 makes me, you know, think about it in a certain way. It makes me, you know, perceive things in a certain way. However. Um, but yeah. So when you, f- when you follow this feeling or these impulses to yeah. like s- study this one thing for a while, mm-hmm. how do you approach it in terms of, especially like with guitar, if it's not a skill that you grew up learning like right. football, how do you approach that whole journey of finding some, a new interest or a new passion even? Like, how do you learn about it and then do it, express yourself within it, and then when do you make the choice to say, okay, I'm content with what I've learned with this, when do I move on to the next thing? I think it has to do with the fact that that I don't have to do that process because I feel like anything I ever do is always something that finds me. I I can't remember the last time that like I set out to do something, rather like something kind of just found me, pulled up on me, and was like, oh, like, okay oh that's oh that's cool like ooh, and then i'm going deeper and deeper and it's like oh now i need to yeah yeah yeah. that's great yeah it's just following the curiosity yeah and literally until you're curious and then oh boom <laughs> there it is this yeah this thing yeah you don't have to you don't have to try and find anything i think and i think that's been a good thing i've learned like dude you don't have to go find anything like life life is finding is keeping is going to keep you busy Dude, the the more I age, and I'm, it's funny because if this is still up when I'm like forty or whatever, I'll listen yeah. to me say that and lol. But as I age, I I really question whether or not people can control what they are interested in, mm. like what they get curious in. Like, is it a choice? Because a lot of the things that I do now, yeah, are because I'm heavily influenced by podcasts by the things that my friends are into mm-hmm. and like the things that like there are certain things I na- I feel like I also just naturally gravitate towards right but I didn't choose any of those things right like I was never like 
hmm, skating looks cool. I'm going to try to be a skater. It's just that the people that I hung out with happened to find that first. Right. It like introduced itself to my life. It's so weird. I felt like that with acting a little bit. Mm -hmm. It found me in high school. I did it. And it allowed me to express myself in a, on a new stage. I did basketball. I did a lot of sports, but mainly basketball. Like a lot of the sports I did were would train me for the basketball season. Mm. So when I quit basketball, I quit because I wasn't getting along with the coaches and I didn't see a future in, in high school. So I was like, well, there's definitely nothing in college for me. Right. So I was just like, forget this. And, um, theater gave me like a new platform for that still competitive feeling. Yeah. There was still like definitely a competition, even if it <laughs> wasn't with other people to get certain parts, it was with myself. Right. Like night to night. How can I get better? Like, how can I push myself? Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you push yourself? Do you have a team of people <laughs> Around I you got the best team in the world. Yeah. Are they all creatives? Yeah. My, like, special group of friends, um, they're, they're the type of breed of people that it makes you very secure that you're going to do what you feel in your heart because you know that they would never allow you not to. They would never, ever let you get away with, like, not being everything that you've ever said you ever were going to be. And I don't know if anybody has that many people on their team that, like, genuinely feel that and, like, that energy is actually reciprocated amongst the whole group. Hmm. Like, it's like no... Like, you know what I mean? Like when no one, yeah. no one's fucking around. Like, right. In that sense, um, yeah. You're a transplant, like meaning you, you're not from New York, right? I'm not from New York. How do you, for people listening to this, who are creatives, or even if they're not, but they're struggling to like build that team or that community around? Yeah. Them, can, what? How did you do it? Moving to the city and then finding these people. The craziest thing, these people. The best part about this is that these people actually aren't in New York. Like these, my 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 team of people are in California, Arizona, um, Florida, Ohio. Um, your group, your team, you know what I'm saying. Obviously, there's there's when the business or whatever you're doing, like causes you to you know all be at one place but hmm. when i mean team i mean like these are the people that are are the true nucleus of you know when it's not coming from my you know what i'm saying from my brain from my head when i'm in a room by myself this is where everything this is all the life of me is coming from these group of people and i grew up with them my whole life um and to uh, some other people that I met in college. But, yeah, they just bring me, it just brings me so much joy. 
um, mm. just seeing them do their thing. Like, do you guys it's keep so in touch? inspiring? Oh yeah, we talk every day. Like literally every single day. I talk to the same like six people every day. You have like a Discord or a group chat or something. There's one group chat with with my friend with with these people because we grew up together, all of us together. Yeah. Like in uh, yeah. children and these other when I met in college. Oh yeah. But we're all equally like to me and they they actually know each other, which is crazy. Like how I was right. able to bring these special people that I, I recognize together. Connected and actually, communities. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I say it's a team because they're yeah. now connected now. Yeah, man. That's um, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Right. Uh, when I, uh, I, I got married and mm-hmm. when I did, I looked at my groomsmen and what the grooms, the pe- the groomsmen are the people up there that are supposed to like represent the people closest to you, I guess, or right. the, maybe in that moment or also they were, they were also mixed with the people that in large part made you like right who you were or at least you know helped you to become who you are right so it's like i looked at the people that you know were representing me on that day mm-hmm. and there were people that i've met like all throughout my journey right and i would hope that like if i had gotten married later in life or at any point in my life that would still be the case mm-hmm. you know it's like <laughs> It's a, but I feel like to, I feel like to have a community like this, you have to be comfortable with moving away from where you are, away from where you're comfortable, even like where you're from sometimes. And there's a pain in that. I guess it's cause like a lot of people have fear of the unknown. Yeah. Like, dude, I grew up in Chattanooga and the same house, you know, I went to the same school, kindergarten through 12th grade. Right. And the thought of moving was never scary, but there were large stretches of my life where I never contemplated the fact (laughs) that like one day I would have to move. Right. And I think to be aware of that and to make these decisions now can also open up doors to where we can live in a world where we have a community that's throughout, you know, spread across the entire country. I think that's important too. Cause like you came from Ohio and right. now you're here influencing this city like we couldn't have this conversation if you weren't here exactly yeah do you um see yourself staying here am i still staying here no do you see yourself staying here oh like in the city have you found your home or yeah uh i definitely have found a home but of of homes yeah i think new york is going to be um, it's gonna be part of a you know number of places that I feel I'm gonna like certainly call home. Um, because I'm just like that. I just like a person. Um, I like fresh, new. I love to leave things, come back, um, watch how like things have developed and changed. I I really I really love that, and I also love sunshine. <laughs> So, um, I'm really big on like California and, um, <laughs> San Diego and yeah, dude. that whole, that whole thing. So yeah. Yeah. For California sure. is very, very, very tempting. I want to Out live. the country too. I mean like, all oh yeah. It. Or out of the country. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I don't know. I would like to, yeah, yeah, sure. 
to live outside the country sounds fine, but not to become like, like I don't want to leave the United States. Like I'll be a citizen here. I don't want to. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm setting up shop in Brazil now. Bye. Forever. That sounds a little scary. Yeah. That almost sounds like moving like to Mars almost. <laughs> I could. Uh, hey, man. You get the right infrastructure. I think I could just. I, hey, you might be able to do anything anywhere. Like, bro, imagine like someone's like, yo, go to Brazil and you're going to have like, we're going to give you just like. <laughs> 50 bands. We're going to give you 50 bands. Uh, go to Brazil, set up, like, basically do as you please, but you got to you gotta sell something. Yeah. You got to create something, sell something. You get to set up shop however you want. Yeah. We'll help you out. I feel like most people will be like, yeah. And that's what I'm speaking from. Like, I'll move to a different country, like, once I have, like, those true means, and I can just kind of do as I, you know, I still feel like I have to work, obviously, but right. I have the means that I can do it in other places. I definitely feel like I want to do that. Like, I definitely feel like I, I want to be, you know, in south of France, like in this open field. And like I got like a, I don't know, we built some type of home there. And yeah. it's where we, it's a studio there and it's a, it's a design workshop there. Like it's, it's all these different things in this home and it's, um, stuff like that. Those type of well, yeah, aspirations. That's that's a good point. That like I think you raise a good point in that with the community that you build and this openness to like living in a new place or settling yeah. in a new place. It's like we're almost living in a world where everyone, with these tools that we have to communicate and express ourselves, we're living in a world where everyone is kind of like slowly but hopefully surely like meeting. In the middle like together right. maybe not in terms of like upbringing and culture or beliefs but in terms of openness and willingness to understand one another. right so with that i really only have one one more like question and then maybe we can play like a game and then <laughs> we can get out of here but my question my last like formal question is this if you had infinity bands you don't have to worry about money at all yeah what, where do you see yourself and what do you see yourself doing? I'm moving to Africa, one. Like, I'm just moving, like, that's just the, the next call you get from me, I'll be on a, like, African cell service or whatever. <laughs> Straight up, moving to Africa. Okay. Have you been? Never been to Africa, right? Never. Anytime I've ever met anyone any race they're like bro Africa's just different like I'm not sure what it is Africa's just different I love that place that place is amazing and obviously they're in parts that are like look nicer you know what I'm saying right right some real shit going over there yes but they're like Africa just feels different I was just talking to my friend earlier before I actually came here it's funny that we that we're talking about this he said his dad was in Africa and he said his dad is very like structured bound like he his dad doesn't express himself in, in, in ways that, you know, that would be, you know, maybe like spiritual or something. He's just very just like, oh, that was good. That was nice. That was bad. That was whatever. Right. And he said his dad went to Africa and he came back and he told him he was like, 
Africa is like a place I've never been. He said, I feel more centered hmm. to the earth while I was there. I felt more centered. And he's like, my dad does not speak like this. Like, this is not words that, you know, this isn't his narrative. Right. And he said he was really speaking on some, like, high shit. Like, and he's totally sober. And he's like, he's just like, that's truly what he felt. And I'm like, wow, like, I really need, I really need to get there. But beyond that, yes, you I will go to Africa. To there. And because that's the place. Africa is the place, man. That is the place. It's beautiful. They've, it's beautiful. They've got every type of like anything in Africa. Like the world kind of mirrors Africa. It's weird. Oh, dude. Yeah. And oh, whoops. This country wouldn't exist without Africa. Right. So Africa's basically <laughs> shit. <laughs> it all goes back to Africa. Right. Literally. Yeah. Have you heard of, um, oh, man. Right when I wanted to bring it up, I forgot the name of it. Oh, no. Uh, something Bay? No. Cradles Bay? Man, oh, Cradle of Mankind. Have you heard of the Cradle of Mankind? What is that? The Cradle of Mankind. It's like this, um, it's like a bowl in South Africa with, uh, and it's basically like archaeologists have dated it back to where the first, like where mankind basically was born. <laughs> so it's like the cradle of mankind and some of the oldest, like, Skeletons that we've traced back, like, are from there, apparently. And my friend told me about it. He took, like, a helicopter tour of the place because it's literally a bowl, like, <laughs> in the middle of this hilly region. It's just, like, a bowl of just, like, an right. explosion of life. And he took a helicopter ride around the whole thing. And it just looked different. Like, it's just different out there. I went to Africa for like around a month yeah. to sing. Speaking of being raised in the church, I was raised in the church and I sent, I went to Africa on That's a cool. musical uh, missions trip Yeah, and I was a part of this really tight music team. We rehearsed for a few months before and then went and like we had like a set. So we yeah. just performed these sets at like schools and churches and sometimes on the street and stuff. And, um, Dude, it was different. We, our plane in Africa landed at night. So my first, like, I opened the door to Africa at night. What does it smell like? Oh, I was just about to say, the next thing I was about to say was that the smell was just, it was like breathing air for the first time. It was alive. It was just like it was alive. I don't know how to say it. It was different because I've been to different countries. Like I went to Indonesia. And yeah, what's that vibe like? Well, it's di a d again a different vibe, and it's also really old vibe. Yeah, lots of history there. But in Africa, it was different. And I was younger. I wasn't even really aware of what I was doing. <laughs> I was excited to go because. There was a dude on the trip that was really cool and a really great singer. Mm -hmm. There was a girl on the trip that was like, I thought was kind of hot at the time. And then all the adults on the trip were really, really cool and really skilled musicians. So it was like a cool opportunity for me to like yeah. go to a different country. But I'd like, if I were going to Africa now, I would like 
cleanse my body. You know, <laughs> I would only take cold showers for like six months before I went. Right. Type of shit. I would like prepare for it, you know. But it it is different, dude. It's some <laughs> there's something different about it. Yeah. And it's real. Like life there is real. Like there wasn't a day where we ran into us some type of struggle. Right. Like even our team, where we're supposed to have everything taken care of because it's a bunch of Americans. Like something's gonna go wrong every day in right. Africa, <laughs> and you learn how to like overcome it. That's because it's life. It's like real life out there. We spent some days in the Kibera slums. That place is crazy. Really? What's that? The Kibera slums is like one of the largest um, isolated areas of just slum land where it's like, I don't know if that's the proper term. I think slum actually may be non-PC. I don't know what the correct term for it is, but when I went, it was appropriate to call it that. And it's where it's like literally right outside of the city of Nairobi. There's like the Kibera slums where people are living in shelters that they've built from dilapidated buildings, from billboards that they've stolen off the like off the street, from street signs, <laughs> from like old like carts that they've like cut up the wires from and shit. And it's like this whole like city. It's crazy. But people are living in their own shit. Yeah. Like you know, there's like weird stuff going on. They're like there's a whole economic system like markets and stores that isn't like regulated by the government and stuff, you know? Right. And it's just weird. <laughs> and then you'll like, you're on the, the highway and there are just people like with machetes everywhere, just cutting down grass, like just like chopping grass. But you look at those blades and you're like, damn, <laughs> right. That's just out. You know, the closest I come to that here is like, um, <laughs> Upper West Side, you'd see the like, NYPD decked out like military, but damn. Yeah. Anyway, you should go to Africa. I'm going to Africa. So, what are you doing in Africa? Okay. So, then if we're in Africa, unlimited bands. Unlimited. We're just going to change the entire infrastructure of Africa. So, we're just going to like, we got to figure it out. I got to get with like some really smart people, some people I trust. We got to get Obama. <laughs> He's first on the committee. We get Obama, and <laughs> fair, fair, and uh, we just need to basically like, basically kind of how this country was put together, but not like the way it's country good because it wasn't put together well. We need to figure out a way to just like unite the nations in Africa. You know, we tried to do this with I think Liberia. I think Liberia oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is like a U.S. Uh, sanctioned state in Africa yeah. where we like tried to return all the freed slaves that wanted to go back. Right. That's no good. That's no good. It's so because not we're not, because we're, because we're not going to take anything American. This is us now. This is just Africa. Gotcha. And we're going to literally just be about Africa. Um, have you read yeah. much into Bob Marley's story? No, I think you'd be really interested in it. Like some of his like philosophies and things he wanted yeah, to yeah and his religion and his beliefs okay. and stuff because he was all about the African diaspora and how there was once Africa was just spread out right because of you know exploitation in large in large part like it's all about reuniting Africa Africa unite so the whole vision of 
I forget the exact name of this religion because it's been a while since I read about it. I could Google it, but I don't want to. You should just read about it. But whatever his religion was called. Um, was he a Rastafarian? Yes, thank you. That's okay. exactly it. I should have known. Rasta. Yeah, Rastafi. Yeah. But anyway, they believed that um, in the early like forms of the religion, they believed that all people from Africa or that could trace a lineage back fr- to Africa should move back to the actual physical continent of Africa. Yeah. And then as they realized that that may not be the best option because that's been tried in the past and like maybe not everybody wants to do that. And right. it's like, well, maybe to be African it means to be happy and it means to be at peace and to be strong regardless of where you are. Yeah. Right? So it's like Africa can be here and now. Right. It can be in America. You can be in Africa in America. So I think that you might be mm. interested in that. It's like you're when I ask you like where you're from, you like thought about it for a moment because uh. your answer that you probably wanted to say was I'm from everywhere, right. you know? Because because I asked you where you want want to go, and you're like I I could settle anywhere, right? You know, so that's cool. That's man. interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I like to think that as an artist, like. I also have found this impulse in myself to just find different things that I'm interested in and just dive into it for X amount of months. And then right. I find the next or the next thing finds me as we've established. <laughs> I think that I'm building a toolkit for something bigger and I don't know what that is, yeah. but I just asked you if you had unlimited bands, what you would do. So if your buddies listen to this, if your team listens to this, this is something that they're going to hold you accountable to. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> word. It better. Oh, word. Okay. It better. Okay. So Africa Unite. Let's Africa do this uh, game and then we'll and then we'll be done. All right. All right. This game is called Mind Meld. I've done it with a couple guests. Mind Mouth? Mind. It can be called Mind Mouth if you want to do it uh, a, different, a different way this time, but... I tried to say mind <laughs> meld. Meld. Like you meld like metal. Oh. Yeah. Mind meld. Sometimes when I get super comfy on this mic, my voice gets super low. You get the... I just have always had a low voice, so... The I R&B. Use, welcome, yo. Welcome. Welcome to Smooth Jams 97. 97.5. 97.5? Is that <laughs> what you said? I was going to say 97.5. <laughs> Oh, okay. Anyway, on the river. So, mind meld, mind meld, <laughs> is a pretty simple improv game okay. where I count down from three, and then we both say a word. It can be any word that you're thinking of, a word that you've wanted to say. This whole podcast, if you're weird and there's a word that you've wanted to say and you haven't said it, even if it's like corduroy, <laughs> or a word that just comes to you on the spot, and I I do the same thing. And then from there, it's almost like a word association game. Where then, so if if you said, you know, we say three, two, one, you say yellow, and I say tube, right? Then we think of a word with yellow and tube that we could then marry on. Like, what's the same word that we could say based on those two words? So we think for a yeah, little bit, and then I go three, two, one. We say a different word, and we play that game until we say the same word. See what I'm saying? So if I said three, two, one, and you said blade, and I said green, what would be the next word? 
You say blade. I say blade. You say green. Yeah. What comes in blades and it's green? Oh, grass. Exactly. It's like that. So if I said blade, you said green. The next w- thing we do three. What two, if one. we don't find like a word that like then then we don't succeed in mind meld. The point is to find the oh, word. Oh damn. Right? Okay. But here's the thing. There's no pressure because it's just fun to do. Regardless. Right. So we'll play like a couple rounds, and if we don't hit it, we'll just move on, right? Because we only chase our curiosity. True. True. All right. Three, two, one. Flask. Gold and flask. Okay. Three, two, one. Canteen. Oh, pirate and canteen. Okay. Pirate and canteen. Okay. Three, two, one. Booze. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Is that rum and booze? Rum and booze is. No, we got to... We have to go deeper now. We could go deeper. So that's the game, right? So right. you get it. That's We got close, <laughs> but we didn't get... If I had said booze, then we would have got right. I should have said a rum. Or I could have said booze. The sea, are, those, the, are those both words no that right pirates that probably use? Yeah. Well, they drank rum, but they I, they probably called it booze. No, I don't No, know. they call it something different. It was It's not booze. Rum. I hear rum more. It's an, and it's Sorry, a, this is annoying. Is there another name for alcohol they would call it? Bubbly. <laughs> okay, let's try this. Okay, we can start over. No, no, we gotta get. Oh, you want to do this? We gotta okay, finish booze and it. rum. Okay, booze, booze and, and rum. rum. Okay, um, booze and rum. Okay, three. This should be really. That's be very literal with this. So we win. Booze right? and rum. Yeah, I got all you. Right. Yeah, all right. Bo- three. Uh, three. Two, one. Alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. Okay, we got it. Right? Do you want to end there? <laughs> one more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. One more. One okay. more. You want to count down? <laughs> Three, two, one. Fire. Neck. Neck. Fire. Okay. Oh, I, I need to think of another one because where I went, I can't say that. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. I know what you're This is fine. This is fine. It's fine. Okay. okay. Can we... Can, we're not allowed to communicate. No, no. Uh, neck and fire. Neck and fire. Um, don't think of it... Think of it... We're, we're cheating. You're communicating. We're communicating. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Three, two, one. Rash. Devil. Devil and rash. I want to communicate. Because <laughs> we could bring this whole thing full circle. Full oh, circle. I, just, I communicated. Saying that. You got to count down. Three, two, one. Sunburn. Oh. Green. Sunburn. Green and sunburn. Okay. Cool. Okay. This easy. We got it. This is easy. This is easy. 
The next up is. <laughs> oh, dude, no, I don't know. Wait, what are they? Green and sunburn. Green and sunburn. I, oh, dude, I'm gonna fail you, but let's go for it. Like uh, sunburn. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's just green. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what should Three, I do? Two, two one. one. Aloe. Oh. oh. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say ointment. You said aloe. Aloe ointment. Aloe, okay. o- aloe and ointment, okay? Aloe and ointment. Aloe and ointment. You got to down. Because <laughs> I want to say the wrong thing. Think about it. Think about aloe and ointment. Think about it. <laughs> Three, two. two. Wait, wait, wait. Since you did the whole... Sunburn. Ah, you did that two second okay. skit. I get a two second. You get a two second. Okay, Illinois man. Okay, shopping store products. Oh. Oh. Three, two, two one. one. Aloe vera. <laughs> did you say syrup? <laughs> Okay, okay. What did you say? I was going to say sunscreen. I thought we were going to have to go back up, but we could have used it because we didn't. Sunscreen and aloe vera? Let's do, okay, four more tries to marry on this. To I mean, to, to right. meld on this. Okay, four more tries. Sunscreen, aloe vera. Three, two, one. California. Healing. California healing. Ooh, sound. Um, are you ready? Yes, because okay, three, three, two, two one. one. Song. Medical marijuana. Song medical marijuana. Three, two, one. Bob Snoo- Marley. It- <laughs> I was gonna say Snoop. Oh, Bob Marley and Snoop. Bob Marley and Snoop. <gasps> this um, is gonna be an easy one. Bob Marley uh, and Bob weed Marley guys. Rastafari. Another person. Speaking of what people like to be called. Right. Okay. Three, two, two one. Snoop uh, line. Got it. <laughs> He changed his name because he became Rastafari. <sighs> like Bob Marley. And I was going to say Rastafarian. Oh. I was wanting to say Wiz Khalifa. Let's instead end this by just listing all of the like um, vague like hip hop slash rapper slash like <laughs> Jamaican like rappers we know. <sighs> DJ Khaled. He'll fit into that. Whoa. Rihanna. Got him. <laughs> Drake. So anyone that makes like dance hall is music? Yeah. Damn. Who makes jam? I feel like you named them all. <laughs> 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 I feel like those are like the, the, the main the main dabbers in the dance hall. Party next door. 
Friends yes. Tour. Dabbles in some. Yeah, yeah, he does because Drake. Also, speaking of Drake, who's the one he did? The Toronto scene is up? huge. It's one of the biggest. Um, it, it's a big team. It is. Toronto is like super <laughs> heavily um, integrate, not integrated, immigrated, Jamaican immigrated. Like there's a ton of um, Jamaican presence in Toronto area. Is that, are you noting that because it's affecting the music scene there? Yes. That's where the oh, music word, is. Word. I, to yeah. me, that's where the music is so good. Boom. Toronto. Okay. Like a lot of the Toronto acts, their music is like a fluctuation of so many different cultures. So. Wow. Do you listen to anything specific? From Toronto artists? Yeah. What's like an underground? Yeah, Toronto that's exactly artist? what I'm asking for. And then we'll peace out. Oh, also, if you're big into people like following you on Instagram, you can let them know your Instagram before we go. And if not, you can be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram is P. I N C K J J P I N C K J J. Yep. That is I. Wait, what are you looking for on your phone? Some of the artists. That's crazy. Got him. Time machine. Telling you, you're gonna be, you're gonna be serenaded by this guy. Don't want to get yanked. Don't want to get yanked. All right. Are you, oh, you're looking for that deep dive artist? That's cool. While you're looking for that deep dive artist, we'll do a couple of like super nonchalant uh, mind melts. Three. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, Three two, two, one. Round. Hippie. Round and hippie. Three, two. Round? Oh, round and hippie. Three, two, two one. one. Joint. Van. Joint and van. Three, two, two one. Cheech and Chong. Three, two, two one. one. Cold. Burrito. What'd you say? I said burrito. Cult and burrito. Mm-mm. You said you said uh, Cheech and Chong, which kind of made me remind me of chimichangas. And then when you said burrito, I quietly said cult. <laughs> 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 Should we do one more? (laughs) (laughs) One more. Wait, wait. What'd you burrito? I burrito. Cult. Okay. Three, two, one. Chipotle. I think that's good. That's fine. Did you find that deep dive? (laughs) (laughs) Or not? (laughs) Yo. The way that we're coming to our conclusions <laughs> are wild. You know why they're wild? Because they're real. This is how we are. Everyone, everyone that you see, no matter how smart, no matter what they're doing in life, they're thinking these same 
stupid, crazy, irrational, yet rational conclusions. They are. Straight up. Yeah, especially if people listen like to podcasts. It's weird because you can have two people having a conversation, right. but then you're listening and you're having your own responses that you're having to filter because you can't actually verbally respond, but you're having them anyway. Exactly. But then you're also listening to their conversation as its own separate thing. But then you're also listening to it as if you were in the room, but you can't actually say anything. So if you're listening to this, we know you had some weird answers for the mind melt. We know you're, you've been talking to yourself as you've been listening <laughs> in your head whole conversation so basically um go to soundcloud and then into the bar type in toronto and then you'll find what we're talking about go to all you guys gotta go to is my uh, apple music page oh perfect i got you from there so you'll get about two people looking at that life death we gotta get on spotify we gotta get it on soundcloud we gotta get it on you gotta help me what's jay-z's thing Title. Oh, yeah. Do you have that? I don't have title. Word. Thanks for coming, dude. Hey, man. It's been a pleasure. It was fun. <laughs> I can't wait to come back the next time. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I cannot wait. I don't actually know how far we're booked in advance, but as soon as we start making the cycles through, I'll hit you up. Absolutely. Also, do you work out um, after you work at that yoga studio? I do. do you work out there? I work out in the studio. Do you like to lift? I do, but not like extreme, like a lot of weight. Like I did a lot of that yeah. in, in college. Yeah. So now I do a, like a lot of body weight and like band work and Word. stuff like that. Well, I'd love to. Let's work out. Yeah, for sure. Word. All right, peace, Absolutely. dude. That's just, we just ended the whole podcast just saying, hey, man, we should uh, we work should out. We should work out. <laughs> <laughs> you look fit, man. You should <laughs> super important uh, subject material here. <laughs> This has been a Rock Rising Productions podcast. Thanks for listening.